my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this finds you well and that you are thriving wherever you are, however you are. So in today's episode, I really wanted to talk to those of us who have been taking a break from building romantic partnerships specifically um, and really working on getting your mind right, getting your soul right, getting your spirit right before you get out there and try again. And I want to really validate that experience. Um, It's hard building relationships. It's hard to put yourself out there. It's hard to be out there and be out there in these dating streets and put a lot of hope and put a lot of energy into potentially meeting a partner and potentially finding someone that you feel could be a a confidant, a companion, a soulmate. And I really want to validate that. And (laughs) you could probably feel the and coming. Something that I've noticed that happens with the women that I work with and the women in our community is that they slash we will take an extended period of time to be ready, quote unquote, to be ready to put ourselves out there, to meet people, to be open to love and relationships. And it's a concern that I have because what it seems like is that sometimes what can happen is that we'll take the period of self-reflection and self-healing to using it as a defense mechanism, to using it as a way to cope and push away these fears that we have of being heartbroken, of being rejected, of being played, of still ending up alone. So if I... Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning, and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. 
Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So you've heard me share about my journey with vitamin D and how a deficiency was causing havoc in my life, causing depression that was not helped by therapy, emotional support skills, and other resources that I had access to because the source was organic and coming from inside my body. And it was only by healing my body with vitamin D supplements that I actually saw change. And I'm not alone with me being part of the 82% of black women in America who struggle with the vitamin D deficiency due to our melanin not being able to synthesize as much vitamin D from the sun. But Black Girl Vitamins is a proud black owned brand that develops vitamins to address the specific needs of black women like iron and vitamin D deficiency. Each purchase contributes to a scholarship fund that supports black women pursuing healthcare education. Plus they're vegan friendly and free Free from harmful additives. Try Black Girl Vitamins to see improved health in areas such as energy, fertility, and pregnancy support, balancing your blood sugar, and more. Get 10% off your first order with the code HEAL10 at blackgirlvitamins.co. That's B-L-A-C-K-G-I-R-L-V-I-T-A-M-I-N-S dot co and use promo code HEAL10 to get $10 off. Take control of your health and level up your summer with Black Girl Vitamins. It's time to make this summer your healthiest one yet. I have a big fear that there's something wrong with me and that it's not going to work out for me anyways. Whether or not I say it out loud or not, I'm going to continue to make excuses that look really good on the outside that prolong me from actually truly trying to be in relationships with people and um, or even starting the process. So excuses like, um, and y'all have heard me talk about these excuses before, but excuses like, well, I just need to finish this project. I need to, I just started school. I'm working on my grad school degree. This isn't the right time. Um, I just started a new job. I'm trying to build my business up and all of these things. When actually, if the truth was that your Mr. or Miss Perfect came to your doorstep right now, shining, glistening, smiling at you, (laughs) right? Making you laugh, roses in hand. If you're not a roses girl, you know, paint brushes, whatever your thing is in hand, ready to take you out and listen to you and hold your hand and comfort you and provide stress relief as you're getting your degree or working on your career or raising your kids, would you turn that person down? Chances are no. (laughs) Um, Chances are you would not. So it's not that you do not have time for relationships. It's really the fears that you have, the fears of disappointment, the fears of being let down, the fears of, again, those secret fears 
that there's something wrong with me and I could never find someone to be in relationship with and be in partnership with are actually true. It can't be true or you can't find out that it's true if you don't ever try. So a lot of times we will just release it to hoping that one day when the time is right, that this person will magically show up on our doorstep like DoorDash or we'll have a meet cute in a coffee shop and we'll pick up a conversation and it'll go from there. But the problem is that typically what happens when we're in this state of fear and frozenness and wondering what if, what if or f- feeling like we're not enough or feeling like things are not possible for us, we're living in this state of self-defense. We're living in a state of self-protectiveness. So even if someone wanted to talk to us, even if someone wanted to get to know us, either our radar is not on to even realize that someone is trying to make space and trying to be in our life. And if we do realize it, because we are operating from a place of fear and distrust and self-protectiveness, we make it really hard to actually get to know them. And if we do end up going on dates with them, that insecurity is still there. That disbelief that this could actually be that good. This disbelief that this will actually last, even if it is that good, right? Right, And we'll, we can start to self-sabotage and create space and, and push people away who are really, really trying to love us, okay? So here's, here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about this fear of trying again, this fear of letting people in. I want to talk about taking the time that it takes between relationships to know that it's time for us to move forward and know that it's the right time. Uh, This is a set of questions that I get a lot from women who are breaking up or women who are divorcing and uh, or had a really big, just left a uh, in a, a narcissistic relationship or a really toxic relationship. And so, and they're wanting to try again, but they don't know what's the right amount of time. But really what the question is, is how will I know when I'm safe? And they think, you think that amount of time is what's going to help you know that it is safe to go back out there. So I want to talk about those things today. Um, And I have some points here, but I'm probably just going to speak freely um, about this. So let me start with the first question that that I hear a lot or that I, I see women discuss a lot when it comes to working through these things. And that first question is, um, how long do I take or how long is the right amount of time? And here's what I'm going to say to that. Breakups and relationship issues, especially if you operate as someone who who battles with an intimacy disorder, which is what I teach here. I teach content for women who identify as love addicts or love avoidance or uh, love um, anorexic, aka love deprived, and or operating love de- deprivation, which are just really heightened states of having anxious attachment and avoidant attachment. Just the way that relationships and pain affects us and affects our functioning goes very, very deep, right? And so that's who this content is for. So 
because of that and because of its connection to our trauma and how it manifests, it totally makes sense to me that it is so scary to get back out there and it's so fearful to get back out there because it feels very re-traumatizing every time this happens. Like every time a relationship doesn't work out, every time you feel abandoned again, that rejection doesn't just roll off your back in the same way that it, it seems like your friends do. Your friends may go through breakups, your friends may go through betrayals or heartbreaks and they'll have their pain and they'll cry, but it seems like they recover faster or um, more whole than you do. And for you, instead of the crack being repaired, it just seems like it keeps piling on, right? So I want to validate that and I, and I understand that that gets painful and that gets hard and that gets heavy. But time, time is not necessarily what you need to... There's, there's, there, there's no set time period is what I want to say. There's no set time period because whether or not it's a month or a year or five years or 10 years or 20 years, if those wounds and if that pain and if those root causes have not been dealt with, it's going to be just as painful a month from now, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, which is what many of you have found. Many of you have found that you've waited a certain period of time, hoping that time will heal our wounds and you're still the same person and or you still keep attracted to the same people and or the same type of things continue to happen in the relationships, no matter what amount of time is between, right? And that's what makes it feel very frustrating to you. That's what makes it feel like, well, then what's, what's the fucking point? Like, what is the point of all this? I can do bad by, all by myself, right? I can just stay alone. And I acknowledge that fear and what I want to say that hopefully is this, hopefully is hopeful for you is as frustrating as that experience has been, the truth is, is that you have had the keys to change that cycle inside of you this whole time because you being the common denominator is not the flaw. You are not the problem. It is the way that your trauma, it is the way that the way that you have learned or not learned how to operate in relationships that has been the the common pattern that needs to be rewired, um, that needs to be healed, that you need a new education around how you show up in relationships, how you pick people, um, how you treat your trigger, treat yourself when you're triggered, what are actually red flags? A lot of times, and I said this in a live um, this week on social media, a lot of times we don't think that red flags are red flags. And um, it's because some, some behaviors have been normalized because of what has happened to us our whole life or what we have seen our whole life. So there may be three or four things that we're like very clear, okay, that's bad. But there's a whole lot of other, and I know why I'm cussing more of this episode because I'm not even really, <laughs> I'm not even really fired up yet. Um, but there's a whole lot of fuck shit that happens that we are um, oblivious to. And it's not until we talk to other people or we uh, are working with, um, someone who's actually trained in helping us see this stuff that we're like, 
oh, that's actually a problem? Wait, that's not a good thing? Um, wait, what I said to them wasn't a healthy way to set boundaries? Uh, sometimes women will tell me how they set boundaries with people and what they asked of them. And I'm like, okay, I, I get where you were going. And, but this is how you can actually help that conversation be more fruitful. This is actually how you can ask for what you want in a healthy way. This is actually instance number 10 with this person and you communicating is actually reinforcing their bad behavior. So let's do this instead, right? But we don't know that because we are operating off of our best understanding of what's going on. Um, or our best understanding of what we should do based on our own experiences and based of all this mix, mixing and matching of, of education and blog posts and YouTube videos and memes and, and, and books that we're all trying to put together to try to fix it on our own. When really we, we need to get outside of our head to get outside support because we can only see as far as our own perspectives, Right. That's why therapists exist. That's why coaches exist. That's why, you know, healers exist to help us break these cycles. So going back to the question, if the, if the question is, how do I know when is the right time to try again? It's the right time to try when you are ready to no longer waste time. If you are ready to have a change in your relationships a year from now, you start the process now, today. You start it yesterday. You do not wait until you are potentially about to meet somebody or you just met somebody and you are all Google-eyed <laughs> about them because by that point, you're still bringing your, own, your old patterns and your whole way of seeing the world and your whole way of seeing life and your potential inability to see that this person may or may not have some red flags with you into this into this partnership, right? You start now. You start when you are at a place where you are considering what is it that I need to heal? What is it that I need to be different, right? What is it that I need to be my boundaries knowing that I am so busy, knowing that I do have so many things that are going on? Now is the time for you to actually create the foundation so that you can actually build healthy relationships from here. Let me be clear here before I keep going that the work I'm talking about doing, this has nothing to do with you earning the right to be loved and earning your way into deserving healthy, romantic, passionate, intense love with romantic love with somebody else. Uh, I think those of us who are perfectionists and those of us who have been raised in very codependent and emotionally neglectful households, that just those, that line of thought just reinforces that narrative that we have to heal enough and we have to be 100% to make sure that we'll never get rejected and no one will ever hurt us again. And only by us being the right size and the, uh, the right height or the right weight or looking the right way or being the right amount of, of loving or... Um, I don't know, loving Jesus enough or whatever your, whatever your belief system is, that we have to be something in, er, in order to earn love. And that is not true at all. Imperfect people find and fall in love every day. Imperfect people are swept off of their feet every day. 
imperfect people get married and um, build loving relationships with other imperfect people every day. I work with women all the time, women who are at either at the beginning of their healing process or in the middle of their healing process, and they meet wonderful. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Beautiful partners who who dote on them and love them and take care of them and 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 cherish them. But what the truth though is on the other side of that is no matter how wonderful that partner is and how much they try to love them, if that person does not feel lovable, 
if that person does not feel worthy, it's really hard for them to receive that. It's really hard to believe all the compliments and all the all the um, affirmations that you're beautiful if you don't feel that you are. It's really hard for you to believe that this person is actually truly here to stay and truly able, truly someone that you can trust if you have unresolved trust issues and trauma and um, barriers to your heart, right? And so this is why it is so important that if you want healthy partnerships and healthy love, that you work on building those foundations today, right now, if you are not partnered, and if you are partnered, that you continue to do the work. Sometimes it's not them. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes the things that they are trying to give don't hit right and don't feel right, not because they're not putting in the right amount of effort, not because they're not attending to your needs, but because we're trying to get their actions to fill a hole that they never created, that they were never the ones in charge of. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So it's up to us to be clear about what it is that we actually want and why are we asking for it? Is this because it is something on top of what I'm already giving myself? Is this a basic need that every partner should be giving us? Because what I, w- what I want to say before <laughs> I keep going from there is sometimes those of us who um, are known to, ask to, to require less in relationships, you'll hear me or another teacher say something like that. Like maybe it's, maybe it's a you thing, maybe it's not them. You'll hear us say that and be like, okay, well, maybe I am asking too much in this relationship because you're with someone who's toxic and they are not treating you with the basic regards of respect and fidelity and love and adoration and care. And what I don't want you to do is to go back to that relationship and continue to be disrespected and continue to feel abandoned and continue to feel alone and continue to just feel um, not taken care of. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you have a partner who is healthy, who is faithful and loving and thoughtful and and caring, and they are trying to speak to you in your love language, and they're trying to communicate and connect, and you're still saying no, or it's not enough, or you're not letting them in, maybe that's a you thing. Maybe that has nothing to do with whether or not they need to say it in the right way or do it in the right way. Maybe this has to do with your ability to receive. 
your ability to be um, loved on. So if those are the problems, what is the solution? Well, the first solution, the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to be honest with yourself about your desire to be in relationship and be in partnership. Um, again, something I see so often is women will say, well, to, it's not the right time for me and um, I'm going to focus on these other things and then I'll get back around to it or I'll come back to it when I have time. And that's that's not true. And I know it's not true because the same women who say they don't have time when they do meet someone or someone does ask them out or someone does want to to treat them and and take care of them now they have the time to 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 invest <laughs> in that relationship right and they'll be in partnership with this person for whatever period of time but if those underlying patterns and those underlying red flags and those underlying issues that have been causing you to avoid relationships this whole time have not been addressed, you're only going to repeat those same patterns in that next relationship, right? Um, You've heard me say this before, in a room of 100 people, you are literally not going to be able to see the people who are healthy and available for you. And if you do see them, you're most likely discount them as being boring or um, not really attractive or not your type or all the other excuses that we say when we curve people. But the people who are very good at being intoxicating and seeming like a nice person at first, only for things to dissipate down the road or things start off really great and y'all are really excited about each other only for them to go ghost. Like that's the pattern that keeps happening when we don't work on these things now because we're constantly in relationship, y'all. You are always going to be in some types and in, in, in relationships your whole life, you know, whether or not they're friendships or family relationships or partners, uh, relationships with romantic partners. And of course your relationship with yourself. And so if you are having any amount of stress or concern or or fears about yourself or insecurities about yourself or insecurities about relationships, you bring that stress with you into other pockets of your life. And so being honest with yourself that if relationships are an issue for me or if there's something that I want to improve or if my relationship with myself is something that I want to improve because I bring myself with me everywhere I go, now is the right time to start working on that, not later, right? Because once I feel better, I'm actually able to to show up better in the world. I'm actually able to be more successful in my career, in my friendships, with my kids, with my partners, or in dating if, if you're single, right? So be honest with yourself is the first thing. The second thing is that the type of transformation that you want to seek is not that you are no longer afraid of rejection because rejection sucks, right? Um, One of my great colleagues who I love very dearly talks about how rejection isn't real. And I love how she teaches it. But what I want to (laughs) say alongside that is even though rejection isn't real, it still doesn't feel good. Like if you like somebody And if you want to be in relationship with them and they are not feeling you in the way that you feel them, that can be disappointing. But rejection does not mean anything about your worth. It has nothing to do with whether or not 
the type of person or type of people that you want to be connected to would actually want to welcome you in. There are a million reasons why relationships don't work out that have nothing to do with you. Um, Maybe somebody is actually just going through a breakup themselves and things are really messy. Maybe they um, have just experienced a tragedy and they can't focus. Maybe they are actually partnered or maybe they are not attracted to someone who looks like you or is your personality style. But that has that has everything to do with their taste. There are there are people who are wonderful people in this world, people who you know and you even know that they're great people, but they are just not your cup of tea for friendship or for a partnership or for anything else. And that has no knock on who they are. It's just there are different styles and different ways that people merge. But if you internalize that as there's something wrong with you or as evidence of why you are not lovable then that is the mindset that we have to break. That is the mindset that we have to let go and leave in the past, along with I'm too old, um, I've, been, I've already been divorced, these things have already happened to me, and using those things to discount and disqualify you from, from the race. There are people of every age who get married every single day. There are people who have been divorced and get remarried. There are people who have four or five kids and get remarried and get repartnered, right? Because they have connected to and they've learned how to align to the right type of people. They've learned how to align within themselves, self-acceptance and self-love. And because they're leading with that energy of just how amazing they are, instead of going on dates or going into relationships with people kind of apologizing for who you are. Like if you come into any type of partnership with someone and you're like, okay, here I am. I know it's not much, but, and I'm sorry about this and I'm sorry about this. And I'm sorry about that, this trauma that I experienced. And, you know, I'm sorry that I got a few extra pounds here, but you know, I promise I'm a wonderful person. You're not selling yourself very well. And it's really hard for you to sell yourself when you don't really like yourself. And so that's why our self-work is so important because how we feel about us is how what we bring everywhere we go. And the second place of transformation that we really need to seek towards is actually changing how we see other people and the amount of distrust, the amount, the lack of belief that we have that good people exist especially for my persons who are attracted to and who date men, persons who identify as men, there are so, there's such a common belief in the ecosystem that there are not any good men out there, that there are, there's no more good people. And if there are, then they're either already partnered or married or gay and not attracted to you. And that is so not true. That belief system puts you at a deficit, actually, because it stops you from being available to healthy partners who are trying to be respectful, who are trying to approach you, who are trying to date you, because you've already come into the date, you've already come into the experience, you're coming into the relationship already thinking that men ain't shit. And it doesn't matter what they do to try to prove prove it otherwise to you. 
they are not ever going to be able to change that internalized core belief that you currently have unless you are open to allowing that to change. I think what's actually true is that a truer statement is that the men that I have allowed myself to be partnered with and that I have been in their presence around and I have um, been there, been in romantic relationship with, those men have not treated me in the way that I deserve to be treated. Those men have gaslit me. Those men have cheated on me. Those men treated me in ways that were less than I desired. And I stayed in those relationships longer than I should have because I did not know what healthy love and what healthy relationships were. And so I kept trying to make it work or give it the benefit of the doubt because that's what I thought was the best for me. And that's what I thought was the best available for me. And I get that. And that is a truly painful experience that you do have to heal from and you do have to rebuild from because it does start to create this narrative in your head that is there something wrong with me that in this relationship with this person, they treat me like this, but then I see that this is possible for somebody else. Why is it that I'm always in relationships with people who who don't seem like they cherish me, that take me for granted, that don't see how wonderful I am? And the truth is, it's just because your radar is attuned to dusty people, <laughs> to people who are just scrubs to people who um they may be financially successful but they are emotionally scrubs that they are people who are emotionally and unable to to connect and to be honest and to be faithful or to to stay committed for a long period of time they're only there while things are good and then when things are not good for them anymore or when they see something better they move on or something that they feel is better because they don't know how to have their own peace within themselves right so they're constantly looking for more for more for more for more but again that's about them that has nothing to do with you what does have to do with you is changing that dial, changing that magnet, changing your attraction to people who show up with as that way energetically. Looking within yourself to say, okay, what is it about me that allows me to meet persons, men or women, but meet people who this is the exact same outcome every time? No matter if it's been one year between my my relationships, one month, five years, or 10 years, this is what I keep getting. What is it that I need to look at and heal within me? Okay? Um, because there are amazing people out there. And you have to change your belief system to actually believe that that's true. There are amazing people available in the world I just have to put myself in a place where I'm emotionally ready to receive them and also put myself in a place where I'm emotionally available to actually get to know them. I've said this before that, you know, with people who are securely attached or people who have healthy boundaries, they may sometimes be able, if they, if they are really, really excited about you and want to get to know you and see something that's really special about you, 
they may tolerate at the beginning you working through your trust issues because they understand that things happen. You know, they are emotionally evolved. They are mature. They know that people have pain and that they go through things. So they may at first be able to tolerate, okay, she's got some trust issues. Let me and be patient. Let me talk with her. Let me, you know, just show up as my best self. But after a while, people with healthy boundaries, they have a limit. They have a place where they're like, look, I am being honest. I'm being um, true. I am showing up. I'm uh, and being consistent. And I need this to get to a place to where you actually see me and you don't punish me for the sins of people before me that had nothing to do with me. I am here and I am trying to be available for you and I need you to let me in. I need you to show up. I need you to commit. I need you to not keep me as your friend on the side for an indefinite period of time when I'm over here trying to wife you up, right? Like these are the things that a healthy person will eventually say to you and they are fully in their right to say that. And if you are that healthy person who's listening to this right now and you've been trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt and you've been kind of getting weary and you're like, I don't know how much of this I can take. For you, I want you to know that his or her work, whoever it is that you're partnered with or their work, if it's a non-binary person, their work is their own and you are only in control of your own boundaries. And so if they have their own trauma or mistrust that they have to work through, they have to be the ones to work through that. It doesn't matter how good you are or how amazing you are. Keep being good and keep being amazing. But just know that your love cannot heal their trauma. They have to do that themselves. So whatever you feel like you need to do or communicate, do that. And then see how the conversation goes and see where it takes you. But I just want to validate that it's okay for you to have a limit as well. So for my ladies who have listened to this episode and you're like, I have been afraid to try again and I'm ready to actually start to build this foundation now. So maybe I'm not exactly ready to date right now, but I know that I'm ready to break the cycle so that when I am ready, I will already have a healthy mindset and I'll I'll be ready and Chances are once you start to heal these fears and start to heal them, heal those those root causes, who knows? You may actually feel like you're ready because now you're feeling better. Or maybe you won't, you are not ready because there are a lot of things happening in your life, but you know that the next time you enter a relationship, you want to have a sound mind. You want to know exactly what to look out for. You want to know how to show up in relationships and partnerships, especially if you or someone who's operating in love addiction and falling falling in love as soon as you meet somebody or giving people the benefit of the doubt or giving them too many chances, or my love avoidant ladies who make it really hard to let people in and you do not, you judge everybody, you find some reason to cut people off before you actually get to know them. Wherever you are in that spectrum, if you're ready to work on that, then the From Addicted and Avoidant to Available program is for you. I said that very quickly. Let me say it again. The name of the program is from from addicted and avoidant to available. 
That is my coaching program. That is how I help women work through this. Um, we have group calls. We have individual calls. We have curriculum for you to work through, to unlearn these habits, to speak in community with other women who have been working through the same thing to break that cycle for you. And we are enrolling in our current cohort. Um, all you have to do is apply to join us. And you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash apply to join us. So that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope, 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 as always, that for the rest of the week, that you treat yourself as the prize that you are. And I'm sending you so much love. Take care of yourselves. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.